Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to be talking about building up our canine fitness planning week, our, our weekly exercise schedule. And uh, I really, for me, I'm a lot more successful in getting my exercise in for myself and for my dogs when I plan it ahead of time. I look at my calendar, I look at my week ahead of time, and I think about what day or days am I going to get out there and work my dog and exercise. And I like to also get in exercise for myself. Sometimes I do it with my dog. And so when I plan my week ahead of time, I am doing it for my fitness, whatever activities I wanna do, and also for my dog. So I have a couple things for you today before we start. I have a handout for you and it is a week at a glance. It's a, it's, a, it's a template, it's not filled out, it's a calendar for the week, but it has categories in there for canine fitness, such as strength, cardio, flexibility, body awareness, um, sport or work specific training. So I put little sections on that calendar where you can indicate the different types of exercise you're planning for your dog. Um, and we're gonna talk more about that in a minute. But um, if you are here right now, um, I am live on the Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. And if you look in the comments section, go ahead right now and uh, there is a handout that is the weekly fitness planning guide if you wanna make sure you can access that. Um, and if you want to let me know in the, um, let me know in the little chat box uh, if you do have that. Um, I cross posted this in a couple other areas. Um, if you don't see the handouts, let me show you where you can access everything. I have a free um, Facebook group. It's called Get Fit and Active with Your Dog. And if you're listening to this on the telephone, if you are catching this and you cannot access the handouts, if you go to the Get Fit and Active with Your Dog Facebook group, um, after I'm live, I'll let you in. Uh, all this information is gonna be in there. Um, so just, I wanted to give that a heads up because not everybody has access to the handouts. So, um, thank you for joining me. I see people are already here. Um, give me a shout out and let me know if you have access, if you're able to download that handout and, uh, I'm going to get started. We're not going to jump into the, the, the fitness week right off the bat. I have a couple guidelines and things I want you to think about when you're planning the activities with your dogs. So, but if, if this is your first time here with me, let me just give a very brief introduction. My name is Erica Bowling, and I am the owner and founder of Northeast Canine Conditioning. I love helping people take their sport dogs and their working dogs and turning them into elite canine athletes. And of course, this will also apply for our pet dogs, our active pet dogs, and wanting to keep our dogs healthy, fit, and in shape. Um, so tonight, like I said, what we're going to be talking about is planning out a week uh, in advance on what you want to do with your dog for exercise. Now, one of the things that kind of instigated this is if you have not heard, we are currently doing a 20K virtual challenge. And also, if you look at the comments section, I have a link there for signing up for our virtual challenge. And who here? Let me know if you are here, if you have signed up for that challenge. I know we got a number of people that are um, that are either viewing this now or you're gonna watch the replay. But the, let me um, give a quick overview. The 20K virtual challenge goes from November 1st to the end of December. The idea is that you accumulate 20 kilometers, which is approximately 12, just under 12 and a half miles. And you do it with your dog. You do it, you can do it at a walk, hiking, jogging, running, cycling, ski joining. The idea though is that you are out there getting active with your dog. And we are awesome. Uh, yeah, Gretchen, Gretchen signed up. Thanks for joining us, Gretchen. 
So the idea is that for you're out there active with your dog, it's done. You can do it in one day. If you're, you know, if you're already an elite athlete with your dog and you're doing lots and lots of miles, some of you might do this in one to two days. Some of you will do just a little bit, you know, every week, but you've got until the end of December and you can sign up if you're listening to the video replay and it's like December 1st, you can still sign up. So again, the registration, the link is below. There's two ways to sign up. It's free. You can sign up for free. Um, if you want to get some weekly training tips, get um, be part participate in a couple of live webinar trainings and get a free customized medal mailed to you, then that is the VIP option. So what instigated this is that we just started this very recently and people are starting to get active. They're taking their dogs out for half mile, one mile, two mile, three mile walks and runs. And they're kind of like, okay, where do I start? And um, am I doing too much with my dog? So I'm gonna give you some tips about planning out your week and make sure you download the handout so that you can map out your upcoming week and uh, sa save it as a clean version, as a template, and then take notes tonight. And then every week, pull out that calendar and plan your week. So you guys got, you got the handout? So before we jump into actually filling it out together, and I'm gonna give you tips on what I do, but let me go over a couple tips and guidelines when you're planning your week. So the first thing is, is your dog physically mature? And this is important because you don't want to do um, any kind of long distance, repetitive type, um, structured forced cardio, forced meaning, forced, not saying your dog doesn't want to do it. When I say forced, it means you are setting the, the, the distance, you are setting the pace. This is for adult physically mature dogs. Um, and I'm not gonna spend a whole bunch of time on why this is for the physically mature dogs because I have a whole nother thing I did on puppy fitness a couple weeks ago. But um, you're looking at dogs that are physically mature. You want their growth plates to be closed. Um, pretty much, you know, they're done growing. And also um, for the virtual challenge that I'm doing, it's also for adults 18 and over. So the first thing is, are you going to take your dog out on a distance challenge? And if you are, you want to make sure that your dog is mature, physically mature, and you want to make sure, of course, that your dog is injury-free and um, is also healthy. Your dog is not suffering any pain because we don't want to go out there and do things that are going to make it uncomfortable and hurt your dog. So is your dog healthy? Is your dog injury-free? Um, and if there's any hesitations, any questions at all, if you're not sure, if you have any little red flags or, you know, maybe your dog's not limping, but you're kind of suspicious. You think maybe something just doesn't seem right with your dog. Your dog's just not normal. Or, or maybe it's just your gut. You have a gut feeling that um, something's up with your dog. I'd recommend go with your gut and get your dog checked out um, and make sure that it's okay for your dog to participate. Check with your veterinarian. Um, I say this all the time, listen to your gut. So many times, even though we might not physically see something wrong with our dog, a lot of times our, we just have this sixth sense that something's not right. Listen to that gut. And if you have any, any hesitations at all, don't engage in this, get your dog checked out, make sure everything's okay. So that is, um, that is one thing that you wanna make sure before you get started on, on any kind of regular fitness program. The next one, as I already mentioned, is your dog showing any subtle signs of soreness and pain? Um, I have a whole nother a video on this I've done. Oh, it's been a number of months. It's um, If you go to my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page, click on videos, and I have a video and the title, you'll see it in there on recognizing um, soreness and pain, subtle signs of soreness and pain. I call it developing your critical eye, those observational skills. 
Um, so if you're not sure what some of those subtle signs are, you might want to check out that video. So that is something you want to make sure for any dog before engaging in an ongoing fitness program, you want to make sure that they're not showing any signs that there might be something going on. Um, also, this is really, really important. What is your dog's current fitness level? And what do you do regularly every single week? Um, so I'm going to ask you, um, hey, Megan, thanks for joining us. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 is like an Olympic athlete. <laughs> an Olympic athlete like lives, breathes, dreams, and sleeps, right? Their sport, that's a 10. A zero or a one is your dog is like struggling just to move. Um, maybe it's an older dog, an injured dog. A five, like a five would be um, like, Think of your average American. You know, you don't have a regular fitness exercise program. Um, you probably don't watch your diet very well. Sometimes you hit the gym. Sometimes you don't. You're kind of inconsistent. You're you're not like um, you're not totally totally unfit, but you definitely can improve your fitness. That's like a five. So on a scale of one to ten, think about it. Where where is your dog on? general fitness level is your dog like an elite athlete like an olympic olympiad is that a 10 is your dog maybe like a professional athlete that might be like a seven or an eight uh is your dog just kind of um you know active not real structured you get out you do some activities it's not real consistent not super intense that might be about a five and then underneath a five that would be a dog that there's probably some issues, either the dog has issues or you just, you know, your, your dog is not getting out, not getting enough exercise. So you want to think about where your dog is right now. What is their fitness level? Because when you're planning your fitness program, you have to start where your dog is right now. And when we say where your dog is right now, you need to think about what are you doing on a consistent basis. So for example, if I only go to the gym one day a month, I'm not going to make progress, right? If I lift weights one day a month, when I go the next month, I, I can't really increase my weights because I'm not getting any stronger. Like I'm not working out enough for my body to adapt to exercise and to get better. So when you look at your dog's fitness level, you also have to think about what are you doing on a regular basis, every, ideally every week, more than one day a week. Because if you are very um, inconsistent your dog is not building fitness. Your do dog is not maintaining what you're doing on those days you're exercising. And in between your exercise sessions, your dog is actually losing fitness um, and losing conditioning. So when you be very honest with yourself and say, where is my dog right now? And how consistent are you? And, and if you're not, that's fine. Just acknowledge it. And you know that you're kind of starting from ground zero. zero. You're, you might have a healthy dog, but maybe your dog's not super fit because you're not doing stuff on a consistent basis. That's okay. We want to get better at that, but you want to acknowledge that because if you don't acknowledge that, and if you start off by doing too much too soon, you are putting your dogs at risk of injury. So, um, so if, uh, you don't have to share with the public, but I would encourage you um, to put on a scale of one to 10, where would you say your dog is? Um, I would I would love to, to see that. But again, some people might not want to make it public. And that's OK. Um, so so that is one thing that we have to think about. So we recognize where is our dog right now and then we go from there. So if our dog is doing agility one day a week and we're not doing much the rest of the week, then we have to acknowledge, OK, we are starting out with cardio 
you know, a structured cardio exercise one day a week. Okay. So if you're just, your dog's just kind of romping in the backyard and not doing any real structured fitness, no, no heavy cardio, really it's just structured one day a week, then we'll say, okay, that's where we're starting out. My dog is starting out with cardio one day a week. And so when you build your program, you're going to build starting off on one day a week and kind of see what your foundation, what's your baseline. Do you want to build up to a mile? Do you want to do a certain like 10 sprints? Do you want to build up to five miles and you want to start building your foundation? Ideally, I would say if you can, you want to try to aim for at least three days a week. Um, if you and, and even for yourself, if you want to see improved fitness um, and, and enhance your fitness, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about cardio because that's what a lot of people are doing. That's our focus for the 20K um, virtual challenge. So when you decide that your dog is exercising one day a week, but let's say you want to build up to four days a week, you want to spend a few weeks as you increase your exercise, you want to spend a, a few weeks to give your dog time to acclimate before you start making it more challenging. So if you're doing one mile, you're not going to go one mile on Monday and then nothing all week. And then next Monday you go to two miles. You just doubled your workload and that you ideally you want to bring it in increments of about 10% um, if your dog is working at a level that he or she should be at. So the idea is acknowledge where you are now and you want to build gradually. And one of the things that I do, if I'm wanting to build up my dog cardio wise, let's say that I want to go from a two, a two mile jog to a four mile jog, I may want to increase it next week more than 10%. But I know, you know, it's not recommended to do a big jump. So uh, marathon trainers, we do this when we're ready to increase our mileage. Um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll bring in walking breaks. So if I'm going from an eight mile run to a nine mile run, like overnight, you know, I've never done a nine mile run and I'm getting ready to do it for the first time. And I'm going from an eight mile to a nine mile. When I hit that eight mile mark going to the, my nine mile mark, I might go slower than normal and I might bring in some walk breaks to try to build up my that distance. So those are some things that you want to think about is you want to build it gradually over time. You don't want to go from exercising your dog one day a week and then all of a sudden next week do four days um, because you don't want to have that big jump and push your dog too hard and then risk injury, whatever your whatever the work is that you're doing. Um, and then I have a fifth tip here is what is your end goal? So is your end goal that you want your dog to be able to um, eventually you want you and your dog to go out for five miles or you want to go out for um, a two hour hike? Um, your end goal might be that you're going to include some sprinting because it's a sport that you're doing that includes high bursts you know, of energy and speed. You got a duck diving dog, an agility dog. But you want to think about what is your end goal, because when you're building your plan throughout the week, as you're building your weeks, you want to have that goal in mind because you want to make sure that if there's a deadline or what it is you're trying to reach, you're giving yourself enough time to get there. So I do what's called kind of a backwards planning, backwards mapping. So if I say that in three months, I want to get up to eight miles what I do is I kind of start planning backwards and say, okay, in three months, I want to get up to eight miles. In two months, let me try to get up to six miles. Um, in one month, let's see if we can bump them for a two to three mile up to four, four and a half miles. So knowing your end goal is going to help you structure what you're doing to, uh, throughout the week and also across multiple weeks. And, um, you know, if you have, let's say that you are currently doing two miles, 
and your end goal is 10 miles and you're giving yourself only two weeks to get there, <laughs> that's that's too much of a jump, right? So you want to make sure you are allowing yourself time to build up to reach your goal. So that's one of the things that you want to think about. Then when we look at our actual um, calendar, um, and let me, I'm going to show you some tips for the calendar and then I'm going to pull up the calendar and we will look at it together and kind of start filling it out together. Let me enlarge this so you can see it better. That might be easier. Is that easier to see? All right. So those are the tips for getting started. So the fitness calendar, it again, go ahead and download it. It is in the comment section or if you're, um, if you're on the phone and you can't access it, you can um, go to the get fit and active with your dog Facebook group. Um, I'll have all of this in there. So when you look at your fitness calendar, you'll notice that in the top part, I call it a week at a glance. I like to see my entire week on one page so that I get a good feel of what am I doing back to back days and what am I doing within a day so that I don't accidentally do too much with my dog at one time. And I personally find that if I have it all in a whole week at a glance, it's much easier for me to monitor that because if it's going across three pages, I'll be like on page three on a Wednesday and I'm like, what was I doing on Monday? I can't remember. And I like to have it all on one page on that week at a glance. So the top part of the handout is a week at a glance. Um, I believe it starts on a Sunday through Saturday. And then underneath is where I write my details. And I use this with clients too. And um, in our elite canine athlete program, we I teach people how to do this and build programs, full fitness programs for their client dogs. So um, so that's that's what you have in the handout. So when you're filling out your calendar, your, your week, the weekly fitness plan, here are some tips for you to keep in mind. The first thing is to block off the days that you know you absolutely cannot do training and exercise, okay? Because we, we need to be realistic and we might say, yeah, I wanna go out and do four days of cardio, but we have to be realistic and you may have a birthday with some kids, you know, your, your children, maybe you have children that have a birthday party, um, maybe you're taking classes at the university, um, maybe um, you have a competition and you have a, a day you're traveling on the road. So we have to be realistic and look at your calendar and say, okay, we know Sunday's out. We know Friday's out. You know, you may have a day that you just have a rest day, block out the rest day, but may, put, put that on your calendar first so you know what you have to work with. What are the remaining days? So I always do that first as I'm very conscious of what days I'm not doing anything. Then the next thing you want to do is schedule. Make sure you schedule in there what is the most important things you, you, you have to get on your calendar. Okay, so that might be um, on Saturday, you have agility practice. Um, it might be search and rescue people. You might have a Sunday that you have team training. Um, um, you have a fly ball dog or dock diving and you know that you're going to be doing something with them on a Saturday afternoon. Um, put those on the calendar for the week. Then think about what is the most important thing for you. Where where do you want to put your 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 strongest focus when it comes to fitness? And this is going to greatly vary. Um, it's going to be individual for each individual dog. And it's, it's a bigger discussion than I can go into right now. But I will say for me, for example, for Knox, he Knox just turned seven years old. I am doing the virtual challenge with him and I'm wanting to build up to doing a minimum of about three and a half to four miles minimum of a nice steady jog, a steady trot in a canny cross where I'm running with him. 
Um, that's kind of my bare minimum. I would love to get him up to like maybe eight miles or more, but a minimum I want him to get up to three and a half to four miles and just get a really nice pace, a consistent pace. So for him, cardio, I have to build up his cardio. So for Knox, cardio is number one. Now Bocce, he's a different story. Bocce, he just turned 10 years old. Um, he, due to previous issues, injuries, a, the aging process, periodically every now and then he deals with lameness. Um, he is getting weaker in the hindquarters as he's getting older. And so for him, because of his age and his, his, his history, his medical history, for Bocce, my number one goal right now is strength training. Okay. So like I said, it's going to depend on individual dogs. It's going to depend on your dog's needs and what your goals are with your dog, whether you have a working dog, a pet dog, or a sport dog. So when you look at the calendar, after you block off those days that you know you can't train or exercise, then the next thing is what is the most important for you. So for Knox, let's say it's cardio. We're already doing um, cardio about five days a week, but I'm only doing endurance cardio I'm only doing it one day a week, but we're ready to bump it up. This week we did two days a week. We just started two days a week of endurance going um, about three and a half miles. So for Knox, what I'm going to put on the calendar is our running days. The days that we go out and do candy cross and we're running together because that's my most important thing right now is I want to build endurance for him. It doesn't mean I'm ignoring the other areas. It just means that I, I have to make sure that I get the cardio days in there or he's not going to get better. We're going to be stuck at like one day a week or two days a week where we're struggling on that run and we're not getting any stronger. So my main focus for him is cardio. And so on the calendar, I know that on Mondays and Thursdays, I go to the gym and I do boxing. So I know that my cardio days with him are not going to be the same day I do boxing because I am I am like zonked out. I am fatigued after that. My body's achy. So I know that I'm not going to do him on Mondays and I know I'm not going to do on Thursdays. And I know that I want to avoid weekends because I don't like taking him on the trails where there's other people and dogs and, and uh, a lot of people traffic. And I don't want, I want to minimize the risk of running into loose dogs. So for him, Saturday and Sunday afternoon is not the ideal day because I want to avoid people in the park. So for me, I'm going to look at that schedule. and I'm going to say, okay, well, Tuesday would be an excellent day, Tuesday or Wednesday, because, um, well, Tuesday would be great because I don't do my private one-on-one -on -one sessions with my clients on Tuesdays. So I put him down on Tuesday and then I actually went today on a Friday morning and Friday morning worked well. So I'll say, okay, let's try to put two, next week, Tuesday and Friday. So I'm going to put that on the calendar because that's my most important thing. And he's just starting two days a week. I'm, I'm only going to put two days a week because we just started two days a week. I would like to do two days a week, at least for two to three weeks before I add a third day. So I want to build it up slowly. Then after you put on your most important thing on the calendar, because that's the number one priority, you want to make sure you get it in. Now what we do is we look at the rest of the time that's available and we want to build in balance. So that means, are, do we need strength training? Do we need some stretching and flexibility? Do we need um, some body awareness? Do we need some massage? So these are very, very important, but they're not 
they're they're not my number one priority. So I'm going to put my running in first, and then I'm going to look at the rest of the week and see where can I do some, you know, when do I want to do some strength training? When do I want to do some stretching? Um, when do I want to do some balance work? And then I will map that onto my calendar. And then the other thing is I want to make sure that when I'm doing my running, um, it's okay, depending on your dog, it's okay to put other things on that main day that you're focusing on your priority. It's going to depend on the intensity and where your dog is at that exercise day. So right now his running is not super intense. Um, we're, we're pretty flat. We're not doing hill work. If I wanted to add a little bit of strength training on our running days, well, he's pulling me with canny cross. So he is getting strength training. So I would probably put strength training on a different day for him. Um, so on our running days, he's running and he's pulling me. So we're getting cardio and strength training. And I'm going to put that on the calendar, cardio and strength in the same in the same day. So I'm acknowledging we're getting cardio and strength both from that exercise. And we're also doing hill work. It's little hills, but we're doing hill work. So hill work is strength training. So that means on Tuesdays and Fridays when we do running with Candy Cross, He's getting cardio, we're doing strength training, and he's also getting a little bit of running in the sand. So that's enough for him. That's enough uh, for us to focus on is strength and cardio on those days. So if I want to focus on things like my shoulder exercises, where he does like high fives, if I want to do um, any kind of resistance, any kind of pulling work, if I want to do um, anything that I'm um, focusing on other muscles in his body, I want to do them on a different day so I can put a nice focus on it. So those are um, those are some of the things that go into my 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 mind, um, and then like I said, you want to make it balanced. And when you look at that calendar, when you look on the calendar, what is balance? Balance means all of those areas that you see on there from strength, cardio, flexibility. Those you want ideally, you want to hit all of those areas throughout the week. Um, but remember, remember, you can do exercises that integrate those different exercises together. Um, so let me, um, let me, I'm going to pull up the calendar here and I will take any, um, questions from you, but let me, um, let me just switch screens here because I do want to pull up the calendar and let's see here, share a desk screen. And also if you have any questions, let me know. Um, and if I miss your question, if you're on, if you're not on my business page, I will go and I will find your questions and I will answer them. But let me pull up the calendar here. And um, I just kind of want to walk you through the calendar a little bit more. There we go. Can you guys see the calendar? Let me, there we go. So look at the calendar here. And um, I don't have time to, I'm not going to go over all those different areas, but let me just say this. If you go to the Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page, click on videos. I have videos there on strength training. I have videos there on cardio training. So I have like over 115 episodes of our, my Facebook live shows. So um, I'm not going to, if you have a specific question, ask me, but I'm not going to go into all those different exercises and what counts as strength and what counts as flexibility, but check out my videos over there. And also, if you want to learn more, I do have my elite canine athlete program and other canine fitness programs. If you visit my website at Northeast Canine Conditioning. Um, but let me just give you a couple little examples of some of the things here that I do um, for some of these exercises. 
let me hop on over to the calendar. I'm like looking at the wrong screen. Okay, so for cardio, for cardio, um, running with my dog, jumping with my, I have I have little Cavaletti and little jumps in my in the backyard. That is cardio. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. So I have little Cavaletti, little jumps, and he goes over multiple jumps. He'll go over five jumps in a row and come back to me. That is cardio and strength. So little jumps, high jumps, that's cardio and strength. The other thing I like to do um, for cardio is I do little sprints. So sometimes I'll take them to the baseball field and I will put like a, a tug at the end of the field and he, like a send away. He runs down and he runs back. That is cardio. It's sprinting. It's different from running three miles at a trot, but it's a, it's a form of anaerobic exercise. So that's another example of cardio. Um, working on your retrieves, working on recalls, um, sprinting work, dock diving, running and jumping, fly, but all of that's cardio. Okay. So that those would go on your calendar. Strength training, I already mentioned a couple things for strength training. So strength training would be things like trotting up a hill, uh, jumping, strength training, um, crawling, crawling forwards, crawling backwards, you're working the shoulders, you're working the, the, the hindquarters, you're working the core. Um, strength training, also um, high five. So if you have your dog do a, raise a paw, like shake a paw and keep the paw up in the air, like a high five, that is also strength training. So the, um, those are some examples. Um, resistance, if they're pulling a harness, when I'm running with my dog, he's pulling me. I have a belt around my waist. He has a harness on, a pulling harness, and he's pulling me. Um, if your dog has a harness and you're holding the harness and he's pulling you, or if there's light drag weights and he's dragging, that is strength training. And it can, of course, overlap with cardio. So those are some examples. Uh, let's see. Flexibility. So for flexibility, some examples are a play bow. Teach your dog to do a play bow. That is stretching. Hold it for 5, 10, 15 seconds. Flexibility are also things like take a, take a dog treat and take, lure your dog for, to take his nose towards his hip to the right and to the left. That is flexibility. Um, flexibility can also be slow, slow, tight circles to the right, circles to the left. That's flexibility, lateral stretching. So those are some things um, for flexibility. Um, also, to, I love combining massage with um, stretching to in help increase and enhance flexibility. So um, I do like to add massage into the week. Um, body awareness. Um, anything that is requiring your dog to balance on things. So balance and hold their position and balance on top of things, whether it's on a piece of equipment that's wobbly, whether it's walking across a little two by four, um, walking on a fallen tree. Uh, you might have a tree that's fallen over and you have your dog jump up on the tree and your dog walks on it forward and walks backwards and maybe does a sit stand, sit stand or down on the tree. That would be body awareness. Also, body awareness would be things like walking over things, walking um, backwards over things, stepping through things. So body awareness might be having a ladder on the ground and the rungs of the ladder are flat on the ground and your dog walks through the rungs of the ladder forwards and backwards. That would be body awareness. Um, search and rescue dogs going over rubble piles. That is body awareness. 
Um, let's see what's next. Okay. And then I have, if you look underneath body awareness, I have sport and work specific training. So this is when you're doing your training, your obedience, your detection work, your agility, your fly ball, your protection work, put that on your calendar because usually when you're doing those activities, they're, they're covering a bunch of different areas. You're doing strength, you're doing cardio, you might be doing body awareness. So put it in the little block that says sport or specific training. But if it overlaps, if you're doing sport specific training and you have dock diving, you're doing jumping, put it in the, in the strength training box, put it also in the cardio box because you want to see how you're hitting all those different areas. So again, you don't want to accidentally add more exercise and then you're doing too much with your dog. So don't just put label like agility or label detection work acknowledge well during detection work maybe i do body awareness because my dog is crawling over and through things when i'm doing agility my dog is jumping so we have strength and we have cardio so break down those training days whenever you're training your dog and look at what activities are you doing with the body for cardio for strength for body awareness for flexibility and if it qualifies in one of those areas put it in there because you'll you'll probably see that you're doing a lot more than you realize whenever you start adding and, and breaking down those activities and then the um the last section are notes usually what do i put into notes um usually i'll put things like massage um special things for me to pay attention to that I don't want to forget, um, any kind of side note to keep you on track. And then underneath there is where you'll see that I have boxes here for each of these different areas for you to put more detail um, in there as far as what you're doing. And now let me just say something about this, about more detail. A lot of you might be like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to, I know what I'm doing. It says cardio, agility. I know what I'm doing. So in addition to planning ahead of time your week, I would encourage you to also think about documenting how did your training session go? You know, was your dog a little fatigued? Did your dog take extra an extra amount of time to cool off? Um, was your dog extra thirsty? Um, did you plan to do four miles, but your dog would seem to be getting fatigued and you cut it down to three miles? I highly, highly recommend that you document that so that, um, you're going to think you're going to remember it, but I promise you, as the weeks go by, um, you're not going to remember that level of detail. When you document it, what's really, really helpful is a lot of times there may be patterns of behaviors that are really important, and they're telling us very important things about possible problems with our dog, signs that something's wrong, um, signs that our, our fitness program is not working. And if we just do it day by day or week by week, we don't realize that something's not working. But if we document this over time and we open up our notes and we can look at strength training across four weeks, we can look at cardio and read our notes across eight weeks, you will see things in different ways by looking at it across all that information versus if you just go kind of day by day. Trust me, you will you will see things differently. You will learn things differently and you will you will potentially catch things that need to be adjusted that you would have missed without documenting your training. Um, this is um, this is something I did regularly a lot with my research. And anytime at the university when I was doing research projects and obs through observation and noting um, just kind of descriptive details of things that I was observing with people is so many times when I looked 
across weeks and across the data, I always saw things that I missed. I totally missed when I was only in the day-to-day moment. So, um, so you might already know what your regular training routine is. You can just put it on the week at a glance. Maybe you don't have to put all the details in there. That's fine. But I would, I would recommend at least by the end of the week or at the end of the training day to jot some note downs, keep it all together so you can go back and revisit it. This is especially true if you want to see your dog getting better, um, getting stronger, getting faster, getting more flexible, because you want to see improvement and you want to be able to document and know that you're seeing improvement. And so I would, I would highly recommend that you document that information. So um, any questions? Uh, like I said, if you did not get the handout, um, oh, there are some additional notes and kind of questions to think about at the top of that, that handout. But again, if you did not get them, I link them in the comments section below. Um, and also let me pull up again, the Facebook group. The Facebook group is the get fit and active with your dog is a, a Facebook group. Um, all this information is going to be in there. And also for the, the 20 K virtual challenge, all the information is in there too. And then also let me throw in a link, one more um, page here. If you have not registered yet, or if you want to learn more about the 20K virtual challenge, I'm going to throw it in the chat box down here. And uh, that is, there we go. It's posted uh, posted down below. Um, again, you can do it at a walk. You can do it at a jog. You can bicycle. You can snow ski with your dog. The idea is that you're just out there getting active between November 1st through December 31st. And uh, you have the uh, possibility of getting a, a participant medal, a customized medal. And we also have uh, donations and some, some great gear being donated by nonstop dog wear that we're going to be have different prizes and awards. And you want to make sure you sign up and join the Facebook group so you can learn more and participate and possibly win some stuff with us. So, all right, you guys, I covered everything I wanted to cover today. Um, any questions? I'm going to... Um, let me just hop over because I know I've got this posted in a couple different groups and I want to see if we've got some questions um, on other pages I might have missed. If you have any questions, though, feel free to message me and reach out. And most importantly, um, take a look at, I don't see any urgent questions. Um, take a look at the information on the 20K Virtual Challenge. It has all the details in there. You can sign up for free or you can do VIP to get some additional support and the, um, the participant medal. And then also in the Get Fit and Active with your Facebook group, check out the units section of the group because I have all kinds of resources in there. I have some articles. Um, I have some videos in there. I have some guidelines. Um, today I put something on recommended gear and things to take with you when you're out hiking or running or walking with your dogs. So a lot of great resources are in that Facebook group. So I encourage you to hop on over if you're not already a member. So, so no questions. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I hope you find our handout and the calendar helpful. Um, just a quick reminder, every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, you can find me on the Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. I love, love, love when you guys can join me live. Um, but if you catch the replay, please feel free to interact, leave questions and comments because I do see them and I will come back and answer questions for you. So. All right, you guys, I am logging off. Thank you for those of you who have already signed up. Oh, Megan, thank you for joining. And um, and Gretchen, thanks for joining and signing up also for the our 20K virtual challenge. And I hope to see more of you there. 
uh, stay tuned and uh, look for more Fridays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on our Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. Bye-bye for now.